Hey, this is Scott. And Burke. From the Davis and Davis Show, the podcast for everything Ohio. Two guys who met at the University of Akron and have a love for Northern Ohio. We talk about everything from entertainment to motorsports to fine wine and spirits. Do you want to get a little insight on Northern Ohio from the perspective of two middle-aged men? Well, as we say, grab a beer, a glass of wine, sit down, relax, and listen. New shows every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern. Just go to www.redcircle.com slash Davis and Davis. Or find us on Apple Podcasts, Prime Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check out our Facebook page at Davis and Davis. We're not a real law firm. And we just don't care. That, you know what? People are going to think I am such a dick for making you do a podcast while you're sick. I literally tried to get a hold of Ryan and Jake to see if they want to do the show instead so that you could have some time off and deal with the Rona. But then again, nobody ever answers their phone at your house. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So anyways, let's dive right into what we need to dive into. The Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns came out with a win today, yesterday. Let's try that again. The Cleveland Browns came out with a win yesterday. So this is officially a victory Monday. Uh, But it was ugly. It was very ugly. We're going to sit back and listen to Baker Mayfield's press conference here real quick. Uh, And then, uh, oh, she might end myself. We'll have a little discussion about the Baker. Yeah, I mean, a win is a win. Ugly ones count just the same as the, you know, the pretty ones do. Um, You know, we're, we're a we're a good team, you know. We have to play a complete, complete game, and that's you know on all three phases. I, I thought defense played great. Special teams obviously was great. Uh, another big game by Chase in, in that unit, and so um, you know I just have to pick it up. So we're a good team to where if you know a day like today where I'm off, uh, I can lean on those guys and, and you know ensure that um, you know I have that accountability for them. Yeah, I mean, anytime you have a close game like that and you come out with a win, uh, that shows the resilience and, and you know the situational football um, that you know you try and emphasize. And so for us to be able to take advantage of that, um, obviously, and, and I told told Odell this that uh, the shot play late on the third down, um, 
didn't communicate it well enough about the type of ball that I'm trying to throw to him. Uh, he did a great job winning, and so he's he's digging for speed, and that's on me for not communicating it. And so, you know, like I said, that's that's one of those things where if I had communicated it, and we said early on in the year that things are better left said than than not being said. And so uh, you saw that right there, because that's that's the type of dagger that you need to you need to have on offense to put it away. Kind of like last week with. Uh, Harrison Bryant's, you know, far cross, it sailed over him. So those are things that I'm not real happy with myself about, but our defense is playing well enough right now to, to save me from that. So I got to be better. It's just flat out simple. Um, I mean, there's not much else I can say. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great test for us. Um, we, we knew that. Uh, we were going to need to score a little bit because because of their offense. But when our defense plays like that, uh, they bailed us out. So obviously we, you know, we'll take a win, no doubt about that. Three and ones, three and ones, nice. But we're we're on to a next challenge, and uh, Chargers are pretty damn good. All right, pretty impressed with this guy actually. Uh, he didn't try to pawn off on anyone else the mistakes that he made uh we we've seen quarterbacks and coaches before here in cleveland that uh would blame everything all the way down to the sunrise coming up too early uh, as to the reason that they lost the game and not understanding that it was really partially their fault now they didn't they didn't lose they didn't lose it but I'm really happy to hear him say, I have to do better. Um, once again, this is going to be a $40 million a year quarterback in a year. So it's good to see him uh, taking ownership of his team. What say you, Bob? Well, it was definitely not the game I was expecting. I was worried that the Browns couldn't outscore Minnesota. Um, the defense again showed play. I mean, this was not against the Bears. So, uh, yeah, Baker was bad, and he was, owned up to it. It was against the Vikings. Right, and Baker was horrible. And he was thrown off of his back foot and overthrowing everybody. And... Uh, how Nick Chubb got 100 yards in this game, I'll never know. I, fe I feel like he only ran the ball like six times. Yeah, Baker, it, it was, just... uh, Baker was 15 for 33. That's awful. That's, uh, that's below 50%. But let's be honest. Last year, the Browns would have lost that game. Yeah, I would agree Because their, 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 their defense wouldn't have held Minnesota to seven points. Yeah, I would agree with you. Um, but it was definitely a, it was a weird game. I, I think that's going to take us into the next interview that I would love to listen to. Uh, Mr. Kevin Stefanski. What a great team win. What, what a great performance by our defense. 
uh, that's a really good team uh, that we just played today. I think it's, a, as you guys know, an explosive offense. And we settled in there after that first drive and played outstanding on the defensive side of the ball. We finished the game plus one, and the turnover margin, uh, not giving it away on offense was great. Uh, 184 yards on the run, on the ground. And then special teams came through for us again. Chase had a 53-yarder and a 48-yarder. Big sequence at the end there uh, to convert on third and 20 and, and get points at the end of the half was a was and play a really good team. Uh, wasn't uh, perfect by any stretch of imagination, but we got a, a plenty of work to do, and we got and we got time to do it. It's game four, um, and we got to continue to get better uh, on all sides, including myself. Uh, with that, I'll take any questions. Yeah, Jake, I could probably only tell you about this game uh, just because uh, it's, it's, you know, I'm not in the four-game evaluation right now, but I would tell you about this. I mean, just the way they defended the pass, I think maybe that we were, Kirk Cousins, who's outstanding, was six for six in, on that first drive, and I think 14 of 32 the rest of the way. And so to be able to defend the pass like the guys did and have their rushing coverage uh, operating like they were, I thought was outstanding. No, because these games are hard to come by, Tony, and, and you're going to uh, play against really tough opponents on the road. You got to go <clears throat> find a way to get a victory. And guess what? We got to do it again next week back on the road. No, I'm just happy our team went one and all. Yeah, Mark, uh, I thought Joe and the defensive staff were great uh, again with the quarterback they have, the running back, the guys on the perimeter, it, it's a tough, tough out. And uh, we knew they were going to make a couple plays, and they did. Uh, but Joe had some adjustments. Our defensive staff was great communication. You know, Greedy Williams goes up and makes a play, you know, on the interception. So uh, really just proud of the overall effort. Yeah, I think we settled in a little bit. You, you go anytime you're on the road against a, a really good offense, you're going to have to see what their game plan is for that for that particular day. Uh, they did a nice job. They, they did a nice job on the run in the pass, uh, keeping us off balance in that first drive. And I think the guys just settled in. Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's you got to possess the ball versus a really good offense. Now, I wish we scored uh, more when, when we possessed that ball, uh, but to keep that offense on the on the sideline was was a big part of it. I mean, that's a good football team. All righty. Well, uh, I mean, it's hard to to analyze anytime a coach has a press conference because they just say what they need to say. But if they're going to go for it on fourth down consistently, they need to clean it up because the play calling on fourth down has been awful. Even when even when they did end up scoring when Kareem Hunt ran in, it took them like three chances to get one yard. Why are you throwing the ball on first and goal at the one? I don't understand. That's the only complaint I got is when if they're going to go for it on fourth and five at the 35-yard line, fine, which with the kicker apparently we got, that may end up stopping here pretty soon. But Uh, Wow, yeah. Clean it up. It's – I'm not a big fan of going for 
the the two point conversion all the time. I'm not the biggest fan of going for it on fourth and two. Uh, and honestly, with with McLaughlin, is that his name? Yes. Uh, McLaughlin is is very reminiscent of uh of another kicker that that i seem to remember in in the cleveland browns locker room and that would be phil dawson uh he's this cat's good it has been it's been since phil dawson that we've had a good kicker like this well these kickers are retreads they go from team to team to team to team to team to team this guy's but actually young. This guy's young. He can he can build with this team. I, I I just I really like him. Now on on the other things that Stefanski talked about, well, on the other things that Stefanski didn't talk about. He didn't really go into the fact that the play calling for the offense stunk. It wasn't good. Uh you know, I, I'm glad that he hit on the fact that the defense looked good. The defense did what it was supposed to do. The play calling on the defense was good. The fact is, is that he has to own the fact that the offense stunk. Well, do you think it's possible? And, and he didn't speak on this and nobody asked him, but it might have been something I would have asked him is. I mean, it was obvious to anybody watching that game, wherever they were. That Baker was struggling out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe the play calling changed a little bit to conform to, you know, not – I mean, they did still take shots downfield, but it seemed like they got a little bit conservative there for a while when Baker was – Baker struggled the whole game. But Well, by, by, by the time the second half started, they, they definitely – they went to a more conservative game. Um, that field the, goal before halftime was 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 critical. That that saved them. I think so too. Uh, that was that was a huge savings for them. The, I mean, knowing they got the ball in the second half, even though they went three and out, but still, that's a huge. I mean, you drive down what seventy five yards with a minute to go and one timeout. And your first play is a running play, basically saying, okay, well, we're just going to pack this in. And next thing you know, you hit a 26-yard completion and then a 15-yard completion, and now you're in field goal range. Yeah, it's a uh, – it was – honestly, if they hadn't gotten that field goal, I, have, I think they would have lost this game. Maybe. I think that would have changed the whole momentum of the game. Although Minnesota decided that they just weren't going to run the football, just like Chicago did last week. It's yeah. Minnesota's play calling in the second half was very odd. I was like, man, you're, you're playing, you're playing catch up, but, but the run worked. The run was working against the Indians, the Browns, or I mean the Browns. Um, yeah, the last game of the season was today. So that, that's yeah. still on my mind. 
Anyways. Yeah, I I'm I'm almost more disappointed in the Vikings than I am in Cleveland. But Cleveland that this was a game that you and I both said they could lose this game. And yeah, lo and behold, I go on. I wouldn't have been surprised if they lost. I told you that the other day. Yeah. Uh, and, and they almost did it. So. The secondary played great, by the way. Denzel Ward had a nice game. Greedy Williams had a nice game coming back. Got the interception. Delpit played well. JOK was all over the place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they 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 got two sacks, but they had a pass rush the entire game. Uh, Wills Wills is. They got to sit him. They they do. It is to the point now where that ankle is getting hurt every week. Every week in the third quarter, he goes out. This it is time to just let that boy sit down for a week and heal. Uh, even two maybe weeks. two. I mean, I know you got the, the the Chargers coming up, but man, I mean, that ain't it. I don't, I don't want you want to win every game. I get that, but if the Browns don't beat the Chargers, the season's not over. We know that. Yeah, the Chargers I, are a good football team, and it's on the West Coast. I understand the Chargers are are a good football team and everything, but with it being a sixteen game season instead of a fifteen game season. Or I mean, 17. a seventeen-game season instead of a sixteen-game season, you got one extra game now, guys. Not one team in this league is going to win every game. No. Go ahead, sit Will's out. Let him heal. I mean, I'm pretty. Sh- go ahead. I mean, we we didn't start Odell Beckham Jr. even though he was cleared to play until. <laughs> the third week he didn't play until he said they didn't play him until he said that he was ready to play that's uh well they didn't play him until they had no choice they lost well yeah landry yeah i'm not gonna argue that point uh but the the (laughs) yeah you gotta set him i mean I, i think even when we did our preseason picks. I think I picked the Browns to lose this next game. I believe. All right. Uh, All of us picked the Browns to lose. All four of us. All four of us. All right. So basically the Browns are where everybody anywhere thinks they were going to be three and one. They lost to the team, even though they should have won. They lost to the team that they probably should have lost to, and they've beaten the three teams that they probably should have beaten. Yeah. So there, there we are, four weeks. Three and one, tied for first with two other teams. One of those teams is not going to be there at the end of the season. All righty. Yeah. That's uh, so we got the Chargers. So if they set them out for two weekends, you got the Chargers and Arizona. Oh wow! So 
So those are two very tough teams. Those could turn out to be two losses. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I picked the Browns to beat Arizona because I was not a believer in Kyler Murray, and I may have to backtrack on that a little bit. Yeah, I could. But, yeah, you you were definitely not a uh, a Kyler Murray fan. Um, so, yeah, they could lose the next two games. They could. They go to Denver after that, which I'm not worried about Denver. Uh, you you actually have them losing to Cincinnati. Yeah, I knew I knew I had them losing one of those games. Yeah, I don't know. Um, injuries. What were uh, we didn't see any other injuries. I don't think. Clowney went out for a play. Uh, yeah, but he went right back in. So yeah, so it was. I don't think it was a big deal. Uh, it, it was. It was a very weird game. I was not expecting our offense to look that bad. Uh, and. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (coughs) This is this is where the Browns win these games like this. You look at the time of possession. Mm -hmm. They just wear the other defense down by the fourth quarter. And then they just run the ball. And and I would totally agree with you on this point. Uh they did the same thing this week that they did last week, which, which is exactly what you just said. It's just, uh, they didn't have the inconsistencies that we had in today's game. And, uh, the, 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 the fundamentals thing, I, I think it looked like, I think you could tell that the defense worked a lot on fundamentals this, uh, over the past week. Uh, yeah. they weren't, they weren't missing tackles as much. Um, there's still a little bit of work. They, I think they still, I think they still have to work on tackling. Uh, but our secondary did look good as you mentioned, uh, Actually, I, I, I was, I was very impressed with uh, Clowney and Garrett. Yeah, they did a heck of a job today. You could tell that Minnesota was scared of both of those guys. Yeah. Um, <coughs> but, but yeah. Any other, uh, any other thoughts on? on today's game no not really uh you didn't get to watch any other games today right i caught uh, glimpses of some i've been under the weather and you're forcing me to do this show tonight because i am a mean guy actually i I know i said i would have i would have put jake on but he wouldn't answer his phone 
I could be dying of COVID, but you know, as right. long as the Cleveland sports fan moves on. Exactly. I, mean, I am I so glad that you have you have your priorities in the right place. What are you thinking about the game tomorrow night? I mean, right now we have uh I think the charge I don't think the Raiders are as good as they're playing. Mm, but the Chargers always seem the Chargers always seem to seem to find a way to lose a game late more than they don't. Three and O, Bob. <clears throat> yeah. Raiders are three and O. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm still not a Raiders fan, but they, there's something going on in that Las Vegas area, Bob. Yeah. You know. We'll the see. Las, the Las Vegas Guardians. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, did you get to see the Bengals Jaguars game? Uh, yeah, I watched most of the second half. I watched the beginning and then most of the second half. It was, you know, I mean, it's Cincinnati and Jacksonville. So it's Cincinnati and Jacksonville. It was one of the most entertaining games I've ever watched. I didn't see it that way. I thoroughly saw it that way. It was almost as good as the Liverpool-Manchester City soccer game that happened this morning. Oh, I recorded that. Don't tell me what happened. Oh, I, 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 will, I will be glad to tell you. Good, because I didn't record it, and I'm not watching it, and I don't even know who those teams are. <laughs> so, I'm assuming it's soccer. So, uh, uh, what other game did you watch today? I watched some of the Cardinals-Rams game. Actually, it was more listened to. I had it on my phone, but I was laying down, so I really couldn't see the screen. Well, I happened to watch the Chiefs-Eagles game. And for a second there... For a brief second there, I thought the Eagles might take this game. Uh, not me. I mean, uh, I, the, the Kansas City's defense is putrid. And if it's this putrid in the playoffs, they will not go to the Super Bowl. It's, it's that bad. It wasn't just the defense that looked bad. Uh, now, Patrick Mahomes is a quarterback that that thrives on you making a mistake. Yes. That's where he is. He is yeah. great. And the Jets shut him down, really, for the first half of this game. Uh, if you mean the Eagles. Yes. It, they're both green, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the Philadelphia Jets, who are just about as good as the New York Jets, came very close to beating this team. The score ended up 42 to 30. 
Uh, it was an odd game, though, uh, because of the officiating. Uh, the the officiating, man, I I don't know if I could sit back and say that it was good officiating or bad officiating, um, but you know, it, does it come down to the teams making the mistakes? Or does it come down to the the referees being a little bit too critical on things uh, and and changing the scope of the game? And I I almost feel like I might have to watch that game again. I will watch that game again before we do the show tomorrow. But I really kind of halfway through the the game started thinking that this is being dictated by the referees. Well, it was in Philly though. It was in Philly. Uh, We, we apparently, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, The officiating this year has not been overly bad. I mean, the first week. Not from what was, I've seen. I I think uh, I think I'm I think I'm done with the taunting calls. These umpires, referees, whatever you want to call them, need to quit calling this taunting crap because uh, yeah, it it's football. Let them. It, it's a sport where you're where you hit other men. Yeah, you gotta stop this stuff. It's it's just silly. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, what did you think of the Bills? Did you? I see didn't the see score any of it. Game? I saw some highlights, but what did they win? Forty to nothing. Forty to nothing. I, 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 I. Didn't we kind of? Do we ever have the the conversation about Cam Newton going to the Texans? We've talked about it in the past. Excuse me, but because if the Texans don't do something in the next week, they're out. They, they're not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs anyway, but. Uh, here's a game I didn't watch. But in that division, who knows? Here's a game I didn't watch. Uh, Washington Football Club against the Falcons. I have. I saw zero of that. I don't even think I saw the highlights. I think didn't Washington win at the end? 34 to 30, Washington won. It was. How do you how do you put this in in a nice way? Atlanta stinks. Um both teams suck. Yeah, where's this Washington defense I keep hearing about? Uh, 
Well, they um, apparently went out partying the night before with their offensive line. So, well, according to ESPN, what I heard earlier, that the Browns going into this week were the third ranked defense. And after this week, they will probably be ranked number one defensively. I don't know if they're the best defense in the National Football League, but from the first two weeks to the last two weeks. So this is ESPN's ranking. I don't, you know what? I, if they gave another source, I didn't hear it, and I don't want them to speak. Let's see what we got here. Even the even the the play by play guys during the game said the Browns had the third ranked defense in the league. Give me the defense. Seven. Seven. So they, right they must have been looking at a different something different. Run defense three. Tackling nine, pressure, coverage, special teams. Cleveland is third for the run. That's, yeah. Let's take a look at offense. Number two for offense. How is that possible? Because they don't have today's game in there. <laughs> They're seventh in defense, but that's going to go up. I, I'm figuring they're going to be close. Yeah, they to only second. gave up like 250 yards total. Yeah, I think they're going to be close to second. Uh, according to PFF. PFF is not ESPN. I understand. Right. That. So, um, yes. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was still an interesting game today. Uh, let's see here. NFL. Give us our rankings, Mister. You know, NFL. again, the Browns are going to win a few games like this. Just ugly. You know, let the defense play. You know, the quarterback struggle. I mean, Patrick Mahomes struggled last week. Baker Mayfield struggled this week. It's going to happen. And again, last year, the Browns would have found a way to lose this game. Or their defense just wouldn't have been good enough to stop the other team. All right, so ESPN has the Browns' defense at number two. And where is their offense?
Uh, they have their offense listed as 12th. That sounds about right. I would honestly not disagree with either of those stats. Uh, but I... I Oh, look, my monthly bill's going up, Bob. Go figure. My monthly ESPN bill's going up, just like every other bill that I have. All right. Um. Yeah, so they're ranked second. How about turnovers? I want to see what where Cleveland is on turnovers. They're not good. Well, we're not creating turnovers, but we're not turning the ball over either. And we're not so good with special teams. Defense, we're looking good, my friend. That's a... Man, you you can't... I mean, you, you can't, you can't beat that. They're only, well, their passing yards aren't as good as their rushing yards, but. Well, obviously, you know, wow. It's been a long time since I've seen a Cleveland team uh, have a strong defense. I, it's been all the way back. What Bernie Kosar era. Yeah, they had a strong defense a couple of times in the last 10 years, but they had no offense. All right. In three, two, one. I have to go pee, dude. How much longer do we got? Well, right now we've only got about a half an hour. Okay. We'll sit down. We'll talk about the Indians' chances of getting into the wild card. <laughs> the season's <laughs> over. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going into the next, the next segment. We are going to talk about Major League Baseball. San Francisco Giants this year won the NL West title with 107 wins. 107 wins. Anything over 100 wins is ex beyond exceptional. It just doesn't happen that often. This year, we had several... Several teams break 100. As a matter of fact, I think yesterday I got a text message right in the middle of doing my show saying that Tampa Bay made 100 wins. What do you think you about the wild card situation this year, Bob? 
Well, of course, it's got to be the Yankees and the Red Sox, so the entire world can obsess over it for the next two days. And then one of them will be gone, thank God. <laughs> um, the Cardinals-Dodgers, I don't know. I, on paper, would say the Dodgers, but the Cardinals have been playing out of their mind. Like, literally three and a half weeks ago, the Cardinals would not have even been considered to be a playoff team. And they go on and win like 17 in a row or something like that. <clears throat> so our wild card games this year are uh, Boston and New York, which that that's going to be fun to watch in LA and St. Louis. Uh, what are your predictions of the wild cards? Uh, I say Yankees and Cardinals. Okay. Uh, your son and I disagree on this. I think it's going to end up being Boston and St. Louis. Or, uh, no, Boston and L.A. Uh, I don't think St. Louis has enough has enough in their bullpen to, to get around the the Dodgers. I know, but it's one game. I know. If it was a five game series or a seven game series, I would agree with you. But it's one game. It is one game. Still think still think the Dodgers are going to be, beat St. Louis. I mean, it's going to be Scherzer and Wainwright. I'm positive. I don't know that for a fact, but I can't imagine it would be any other way. Uh, so the very next game that's going to come up is going to be the Sox versus Houston and Atlanta versus the Brewers. Now, I uh, go on. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, um, I did not believe in the Brewers in the beginning of the season. And I know that I said that in like five or six different podcasts. I can't for the life of me even think why the Brewers are in this, but they turned out to be a darn good team. Uh, so I think with the Brewers and Atlanta, I'd take the Brewers over the Braves. What say you? Yeah, I would take the Brewers over the Braves. The Braves have a lot of injuries still. And I would, without reservation, take the White Sox over the Astros. Really? Yes. I, I, I don't know if I can do that because I know in Chicago they have not bolted down the trash cans yet <laughs> so <laughs> uh i think you're right the the second game houston versus the Sox. Uh, i think the Sox are a tough team uh i i think they're gonna i think they're gonna end up pulling out that series um so you said the Yankees were going to beat the beat Boston. What about the Yankees versus Tampa Bay? Tampa Bay. How about if it was Boston versus Tampa Bay? 
Tampa Bay. All right. San Francisco versus the Dodgers. Well, I had the Cardinals, but I would still take San Francisco either way. San Francisco versus the Cardinals is the same way, right? All right. Yes. Um, if the Yankees beat Boston, I think Tampa Bay wins. If Boston beats the Yankees, then in the series with Tampa Bay, Boston pulls out the win. Okay. San Francisco is going to beat either team on the other side. I think so too. Uh, so that would, that would put in your scenario, the Sox against Tampa Bay. Yes. Who do you think would win out of those two? In Tampa Bay. Man, you're big on Tampa Bay. Okay, what about San Francisco versus the Brewers? I'm sorry? San Francisco versus the Brewers. Uh, I'm going with the Giants. I can't keep this damn thing in my ear. Okay, so you've got Tampa Bay going up against the Giants in the World Series. And I'm picking the Giants. I'm slightly different here. I do believe that Boston will beat Tampa Bay. Uh, or uh, which would put them in the ALCS up against Chicago. I think Boston's going to pull that win out. And they're going to end up in the big show. They're going to end up in the big show against the San Francisco Giants. They are going to get their butts waxed by the San Francisco Giants. And I don't think it's going to be a seven-game series. I won't go that far, but... I I could totally understand if it didn't. I have total faith in the San Francisco Giants this year. And the sad thing is that in the beginning of the season, I didn't think they were going to do crap. Uh, I, but don't the Giants like win the division like every three years like clockwork? Yeah, pretty much. Like they win the division, then they finish in last place for two straight years, and then they win the division. Ever, ever since they had uh, Barry Bonds. Something like but that, yeah. It's always been about every three years that they became they become a, a powerhouse. The one team that I look at this this bracket list and say I, I don't know what happened to them uh, is is the Padres. I mean, truthfully, the Padres bought, bought a team just like the Mets, yeah, to go to the World Series and. You know, they were out of it by over four games. Yep. At the end. So uh, I was incredibly surprised at that. Now, I had a question for you. This, I posed the same question to your, to, to uh, Burley Gunner 
on our Friday show. And that's how long do you think it's going to take for the Mets to trade Francisco Lindor? Uh, they're not going to be able to do it for a couple of years. His contract is just too big. No one's going to take that right now. Okay. I uh, I didn't think it was a good fit when he signed there, to be honest with you, but I knew he wasn't staying in Cleveland, so I really didn't give a crap where he went. Okay. Okay, this is so odd. I'm looking at you right now. And it looks like you have two wires coming out of one ear. No, that's the string. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, the, the Mets are going to have to do something. They, they have the third highest uh, payroll in baseball. You can't sustain that for for a long time um, unless you're Steinbrenner. He's about the only person. The Yankees are the only team that I've ever seen sustain a $200 million payroll for multiple years. But the Mets organization is a joke. You can spend all the money in the world you want. If you don't have a good front office, it doesn't matter. Uh, do, do you see, okay. So the Mets front front office has, has basically throughout their eternity said that it was the player's fault. It's the coach's fault. How is it that a team like this can be constantly bad? Even when they've got the third highest you got the third highest payroll guys but who are you paying you well that's a great question i can actually answer that jacob Degrom can't stay on the damn field they spent too much money on first francisco lindor everybody said that i mean that's not a big surprise I mean, if they're paying Pete Alonzo, so be it. He's worth it. But who are they paying this money to? Okay, here we go. By the way, that pass uh, interference call on Grant Delpit was absolutely crap. I was just glancing at the highlights. Okay. Share. As everyone knows, I'm into my stats. Here you go, Bob. So, who are they paying? Stroman. Familia. Conforto. Carrasco. <clears throat> and of course Francisco Lindor which has got to be the uh, 
your kid and I were talking about this the other day. I looked at his pay schedule. Look at this crap. He's guaranteed money all the way to 2026. And he has a no trade clause until 2026. Well. So that is the Mets problem. So the Mets being at two, $200 million salary per year, that's going to go up dramatically next year. And Pete Alonzo is up for his contract this year. Yeah, next year is his first year of arbitration. What do you think they're going to end up paying Pete Alonzo? Oh, my God. An astronomical amount. I mean, you, you have to look at what Francisco Lindor is making. Yeah. And you're probably going to have to pay Pete Alonzo more than what you're paying Francisco Lindor. Most likely. So you're sitting here looking at probably a nine-year contract at $40 million a year. Yeah, that sounds about right. I do not see... Oh, that sounded like Leitner. <laughs> I do not see how the Mets are going to be able to do this. They're, they're, well, they'll uh, have to unload somebody. They're, they're just not in the position like the Yankees to, to be able to just go out and put money out there. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. In the end, I think that Major League Baseball season next year is going to be extremely interesting uh, because of the amount of money that is going to be out there. Now, remember, baseball played all season long this year, but half of those teams weren't allowed to have uh, full capacity in their stadiums until yeah. halfway through the season, which is going to change how much money they're going to have to spend in the beginning. Correct. Uh, you know, I, I harped on Cleveland all year long for not spending money, but I can also understand the fact that they weren't selling tickets to that stadium. And, and there are probably 15 teams in Major League Baseball that depend 100% on putting people in the stands. So... Cleveland is definitely one of those teams that needs people in the stands. They're, 
their sales of of t-shirts hats stuff like that it's not the same that the new york yankees have oh no obviously not i mean walk around town walk around town that you are in every listener i challenge you to walk around your town and look at what baseball hats people are wearing you always see a yankees emblem Yeah, you do. You don't always see Chief Wahoo. No, you don't. Or Caucasian Wahoo. I don't know. We'll see. We'll just have to see. Are you ready for it, Bob? Are you ready for the Cleveland Guardians? You know, it's uh, I feel the same way mostly everybody else does. But, you know, when, when, when I hear from a particular person that I know very well, that I've known his entire life, looks at me and says, I'm just watching baseball next year. I don't care about the Cleveland team. And my response to that is, yeah, dude, I get it. I'm a, I don't like it either. I don't like it for the reason that I don't think that it needed to be changed. I don't like it for the fact that none of these other teams are changing their names or being forced to change their names. But ultimately, at the end of the day, the first word of the team is Cleveland. So I'll get used to it. I uh, I actually uh, didn't do a poll, but I posted on Facebook uh, right after the the Cleveland Kansas City game um, in in football. Uh, I I posted a thing asking Cleveland fans how they felt about watching the tomahawk chop happening right before a football game, knowing full well that a team like the Cleveland Indians isn't allowed to do that. I I don't know where, I don't know where the line gets skewed to where teams like the Atlanta Braves or the Kansas City Chiefs don't have to change what they're doing yet right my town does I mean should the Dallas Cowboys change their name because Cowboys killed a bunch of freaking Indians guys I I mean you can make a case for about 80% of mascot names to be changed because they're offensive to somebody in some way. I mean, I I always considered the mascot for the Cleveland Indians to be Slider. Yeah, to me, it was always Chief Wahoo. Uh, you know, I, I, don't get me wrong. I love Chief Wahoo. I totally love Chief Wahoo. We could have turned him into a white guy. Yeah, I suppose. I'm just, 
I'm slightly upset at the fact that it was imperative for the Cleveland Indians to change their name. It was imperative for the Washington Redskins to change their name. So imperative that they were forced by a company named Nike to change their name. Now, I don't know about the Cleveland Indians. They could have, they, I don't know who pressured them. We know for a fact that Nike was the one behind the Washington Redskins. Why is it okay now? Why is Nike not going after the Kansas City Chiefs who there's 80,000 people in a stadium who are a majority of white or black, not Native American, doing the tomahawk chop? I have no explanations. I honestly don't. I have gone over this in my head so many times that I just stopped doing it. Well, anyways, that's about all the time that we have tonight, guys. Uh, let's thank Mr. Oshimaida for actually sitting in on a show while he was sick. Uh, hey, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a man of the people. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm just here for the people. No, you're here so you don't get fined. Well, that uh, too. All right, everyone. Have a great week. It's going to be a great week of football. Remember the Talladega race has been postponed from today to tomorrow. Everyone, please go and watch the Talladega race. I actually might because usually Monday during the day, there's really nothing on but listening to Colin Cowherd's drivel. Gotta love Colin. Gotta love Colin Coward. He's a fan of ours. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Just like Jim Rome. Big fan. Big fan. Big fan. Tony Rizzo loves us. Big fan. Yep. Big fan. Big fan. Hey, how about the Medina Bees? I, I have to, I have to have to at least ask you this before I go. How about them? How about them bees, man? Do you see how I, excited I don't pay I am? attention. I didn't pay attention to high school football this year. Drew Aller. That's all I have to say. He'll be at Penn State next year, everyone. Go enjoy the heck out of him. The Medina Bees were even on ESPN on Friday. Hmm. 7 and 0, everyone. Seven and oh, those battling bees being led by a six foot five Josh Allen, known as Drew Aller. Remember that name, you're gonna see it in a Cleveland uniform at some point in time. On that note, everyone, we're out of here. Have a good week.